Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples, aka MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I'm the youth minister at St. Anthony's Parish in San Jose, California. What's up, dude? Yeah, dude, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for this podcast. Uh, but before we get into all that, um, do you want to talk about a highlight of this week? Yes. Do you, do you have one or do you want me to go first? I kind of I want you to go first. Okay, that's fine. Um, I, I've had mine in mind actually this whole week because it began on Monday. I oh. talk about this. I've talked about this a lot over the week, but I just can't get over it. And I'm going to talk about it again for our listeners. So um, if you heard our very first podcast, uh, we talked about our baptism date. And so my baptism anniversary was actually this past Monday. It was November 11th. I never expected that this day would would um, resonate in my heart in such a way. But we got a good group of friends together that evening, and we just shared in fellowship and got some chicken. So actually, what my highlight is not it wasn't just that that day being my anniversary, but in the middle of that dinner, I got a a text from my sister that I didn't expect to get, and it was just I just saw Christ in that text. Um, and it just brought me so much joy. It definitely brought me so much joy. And it was, I mean, it's the highlight of n- maybe not even my week, but it was the highlight of my year. Um, it's just something I've been desiring to, you know, relate to her. And, and I guess through, through what I've been doing m- most of my life, like I'm not, I never push religion. I never believe in pushing religion on people, but I, I, I like to serve as an example of, of what we believe. And through that example, people can experience God's love. Right. And so I think that, um, getting this text from her really greeting me, happy anniversary for my baptism day really just pierced my heart in such a way that, um, it's something I'll treasure. I'll treasure forever. Mm. So yeah, yeah, that was my, um, highlight. What about you, Anna? Um, anything happened this past week? Oh my goodness. I feel like so much has happened in this past week. Um, Mm. some stuff has been quite heavy. Um, Mm particularly people in my life who I dearly care about have shared some heavy things. And um, I'm a very empathetic person. I It's it's difficult for me to separate what my friends feel from what I feel. If mm. they're hurting, I'm hurting as well. Yeah. Um, and so my heart has felt heavy the past week. But something that brought me great comfort was I was able to go home uh, to Bakersfield and spend time with my parents. Nice. Um, I have three siblings. And so growing up with a lot of siblings, sometimes you don't get that one-on-one time with your parents um, growing up. And so I got to spend time with both of them. I surprised them. I came home and just like, oh man, I'm almost going to (laughs) cry. How did they, did they, were they so joyful? So joyful. So joyful. I came and my mom was like, what are you doing here? And then my dad, like he wasn't home. He was still at work and he calls home before, like he calls home right before he leaves work every single day. So he calls home before he's about to come home and I pick up the phone. I'm like, hello. And he's like, uh, uh. Who, who's this <laughs> he was so <laughs> caught off guard Aww. um and we went to he's a high school counselor and so we went to a football game we used to grow up watching football together and so this is this moment where it's a playoff game and i could care less about what game it is but we used to grow up watching football and so we'd be on the sidelines and like we're watching it like two feet three feet away like there was this diving touchdown catch that was like five feet from us <laughs> And we're just like in it together, like, oh, that wasn't a foul. Like, come on. Like, we're both like getting mad over it. Um, and it's just that bond. That bond with my dad is something so special to me. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I've been really reflecting on how much my parents mean to me. Oh. And I don't know. I don't think I appreciated them as much when I was a kid. I know mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you're just kind of going through the motions. And mom and dad want, to want what's best for you, but you don't always feel like 
they understand you and yeah. you don't always understand that they want what's best for you. Sometimes you think that, oh, mom and dad are just trying to tell me what to do. Yeah. And what's been really cool recently is that developing that friendship with my parents and that relationship that, that goes beyond just like parents and daughter, but like, I don't know. It's more of a equal relationship and like we can deeply share with one another. And I just, I love my parents and it's, it was very sentimental. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. I'm very glad you got to take that trip down there to surprise them. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, so Kev, would you want to kick this off and lead us in prayer? I'd love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Lord God, how beautiful and awesome is your name. Thank you, Lord, for this past week. Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us in our lives up until this point. We ask you, Lord, to continue to pour your graces upon us and bless us as we continue on in our ministries. We ask you to continue to bless our listeners um, as they travel towards you on their faith journeys, that this podcast may serve as a way that they may grow closer to your heart. We ask you, Lord, especially as these winter months are coming upon us and this season of Advent is creeping near, that we may think about our homeless brothers and sisters that might not have place to call home, um, not, might not have shelter or warmth um, as we get colder. There's so many things that you've blessed us with, and we just want to say thank you. We're so thankful to you. We ask you, Lord, to bless our guests this week. Through her witness, she may bring many souls to you. We thank you, Lord, for her gifts, her charisms, her talents, and her love of you, Lord that her example that she sets as a sister in Christ may serve as an example for many to come. We love you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Drop that beat, though. back with episode eight yo dude eight episodes now (laughs) dude once we get to like double digits i'm like i'm gonna lose it i'm gonna lose it (laughs) um so i'm super stoked for this guest this week um this is a dear friend of ours yes um beyond that she is a sister in christ who has quite inspired me personally Mm -hmm. um i whenever i talk about this person i always say how I lived with them for a week and they changed my life. They made me want to strive for holiness, uh, strive for sainthood. And it was a pivotal point in my own faith journey. Yeah. Um, dude, I definitely agree. I I got the pleasure of serving along this person for a a retreat. Um, we served together as directors and those months planning this retreat changed my life. Like it changed my faith. It made me, it motivated me to want to be a better Catholic, a better man of Christ. And her witness, like I said in, in the prayer, her witness is just, it speaks volumes. And I think it just echoes and it, it resonates with people. And I'm so excited that she's here. Amen. Amen. So without further, without further ado, ado, we have Shay Sager. Hi, Shay. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, she's here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it Sager Sager? It's Sager. 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 Yeah. Have I been saying Sager? No. I have no idea why. Apparently, have you? in the Philippines, it's Seher. But Ooh. Seher. Let's not. 
Uh, so, um, we want to officially introduce Shay, Shaylene. You prefer Shay, I'm assuming. Yes, no, maybe, so? Whatever works. Actually, people forget the lean, so oh. then I make it easier for them, and they call me Shay, Shay Shay, but Shay I love Shay. my name, too. Shay, so. Shay Bay Bay, <laughs> Shake, Shake and Break. break. <laughs> Shaylene, okay. Saher. <laughs> <laughs> so Shay is the CFC youth sector head for Northern California. For those that don't know what CFC is, CFC is Couples for Christ. The youth division. Um, and for NorCal. And so she's also the volunteer. She also volunteers at St. John the Baptist Parish in Milpitas, California. Yeah, she volunteers in their confirmation program. So Shay, um, before we get into your faith journey, um, I have to I have a few like fun fact type questions. Sure. It's a little new. It's a little new for us. <laughs> um, so what's your favorite boba drink? My favorite boba drink. Um, I really like the roasted drinks. Um, it'd probably be have it probably have to be dark roasted oolong. Oh, that sounds so sophisticated. Do you put anything in it? Any toppings? I like grass jelly. And coffee jelly. Grass jelly and coffee jelly. Are you a boba person? I used to be. Mm. Oh, what does that mean, <laughs> used to be? It means that it depends on where I get it. Like, if it's too chewy, I'm really picky. Like, if it has the to be, has like to the be perfect perf- amount of yes. chewiness. For those in the Bay Area, where would you recommend they go get the best boba? The best boba place you know? Be careful. hey you guys go to the instagram start a debate in the comments on her post best bobo place go comment i really like um a sack of potatoes in fremont i've their boba is really heard of that no i haven't either i think that was the last thing i expected to hear no i really i yeah no i didn't expect that at all looking it up right now they have a hong kong style milk tea actually they don't serve boba Okay. But it's all milk tea drinks and fancy fruit drinks. And you can even get this combination of like food that like rests on top of your cup of tea. And it's like good. And it looks. Girl, okay. <laughs> Look A it sack up. of potatoes. In Fremont. It's yes. called Fremont. Sack of Potatoes. Fremont Boulevard. Where, where does the name come from? I do not know. But Google will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it, 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 bring, like it would bring you to like, oh, what's Sack of Potatoes? Oh, dang. Oh, Our producers brought up photos of what sack of potatoes looks like. Check out the combos. So this episode is sponsored by Sack <laughs> of Potatoes. <laughs> Yo, that's dope. We got to go. That's really cool. We got to go. I wonder how they came up with that name. They're like, what should we call this place? <laughs> look, look on the floor. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> so, Shay, do you, um, do, you like to, do you like to skateboard? I love to longboard. You like to longboard? Yes. Okay. How long have you been longboarding? I've been longboarding since I was uh, 17. That's when I got my first longboard, my first loaded board. Your first Blessed. loaded board. What, Dude. what flex? It's, uh, I believe it's a flex two or three. Flex two or three. I forget, but okay. yeah. Well, what so what got you into longboarding? So my sister's really um, cool. She's much cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, she started skating with um, our youth. We used to longboard. There would be like six or seven of us in the streets just like longboarding together like back in like 2014. And um, from there, I was like, you know, I want to try it. Mm. I used to be very scared of just trying new things. But I thought like I want to be close with my youth too. So um, we skated, started skateboarding around the neighborhood first. And then we went to like parking garages. And then we just, I started watching YouTube videos and I was like, this is fun. 
Can you can you ride down a hill easily, like a steep hill? The like does speed scare you at all? Speed scares me still. I'm kind of new to longboarding, so I get like you know when you're going really fast and it starts to like wobble. Wobble! Oh my speed goodness, wobbles. it freaks yeah. me out so much. Actually, I used to be scared, but um, I got used to it. What scares me the most is if it's just straight up downhill and it goes straight. If it's downhill and then it goes like uphill again, like it slows it, you down. It slows you down, right? So yeah. then you have that safety of like, yes, it'll bring me back up again. <laughs> I see. So then, yeah, I'm not afraid of like drop bombing those kinds of hills. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's awesome that even her skateboarding, like her reason behind it, was to connect with her youth, yeah. to connect with youth in ministry, like course <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> no that's I, awesome skateboarding has been uh, a hobby of mine since i was a real little kid um speed wobbles i remember there's this giant hill at my our local park mm-hmm. and a regular skateboard not a longboard so smaller wheels and like dude like big big hill and i was going down it and speed wobbles were going back and forth back and forth and they th- threw me off i had like a like basically like it scraped the skin off the side of my leg Uh, probably about like five by five inches maybe five by six inches and my dad being like you gotta be tough kind of guy he is he was like you gotta skateboard home (laughs) so me like barely able like i'm there's blood dripping down my leg like barely able to skate he's like you gotta be tough and like thinking back like that was kind of aggressive but at the same time like yeah you gotta be tough yeah (laughs) i think right here actually was the first time i fell off a skateboard i was trying to bomb this hill down here from the parking lot man ate it and i ruined my (laughs) allbirds but it's okay whatever are you um are you goofy or are you regular oh good question i forget how um so regular is left for those that don't know regular is left foot in front and goofy is right leg in front I think, don't they say I'm like Mongo? You push Mongo. Oh, push Mongo. What's okay. Mongo? So when you push Mongo. The mung bean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mongo? <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you push Mongo, you push with your front foot. Interesting. And you keep your, your back foot on the board. Of it. So. Interesting. Oh, she's demonstrating. So she's standing up, so she, she remembers. So that's regular. And you yeah. push Mongo. Yeah, you push Mongo. <laughs> okay, I push Mongo. <laughs> Interesting. Was that just natural to do? For yeah. You? I didn't know how to do it. I just, okay, this is comfortable. Let's just do it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we do want to maybe get into your faith story a little bit. Yeah, of Does course. that sound good? So if we may ask, what what was that first um, encounter you had with Christ? How did you come to know our Lord? How did you come to the faith? You want to share a little bit about your faith journey, your faith story? Yes, sure. So um, I grew up going with my mom to church. Actually, my dad didn't go to church with us um, growing up. Um, he wasn't sure about um, what to believe and who. And my mom grew up Catholic, and so she'd bring me. And um, it would only be us two at first. And so I always went to church, kind of just going with the flow. But my pivotal experience, my first experience of um, Jesus would be um, in middle school, actually. So my auntie, she would visit from Saudi Arabia, my mom's sister. So my mom is one of 16 children. 16? Wow. And so Whoa. Sorry. I just like, <laughs> it just resonated. Did it actually hit you? Like, yeah. Six, I was like, six, 16? <laughs> yes. And so. Um, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I don't think the, the listeners recognize. She said 16. <laughs> 
16 like 15 other siblings yes my mom is one were there twins were there triplets how did the no oh Oh wow i can't explain so you have a lot of uncles and aunties yes i have a lot of uncles and aunties and i have a lot of cousins wow big family oh that's awesome and so family parties would be um chaotic but beautiful and i'd have a lot of guy cousins and Mm. growing up it used to just be my sister and i um as the like the girls yeah and so my auntie noticed that my sister was really good at connecting with the guys but i would be off on the side or doing my own thing and because I used to be more girlier before. And um, she told me that, Shay, you're in middle school. And next year, you're going to go to high school. You don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, Sweetie. I, <laughs> she's like, I love you. And <laughs> I want you to get out of your comfort zone when you get to high school. Mm. And she said, I challenge you to join a club. And I said, Auntie, you know, I'm shy. I don't I don't want to, like, I don't want to talk to that many people. But she's like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so in middle school, I didn't know what to do, except uh, I um, encountered this, this girl. She was very, very, in one of my classes, in my English class, she was very, very joyful. She was, um, she spoke Tagalog, and she had an accent, and she was very charismatic. And she said, she used to play guitar, and she was like, Shay. You're going to be my new best friend. And wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> and, sure. <laughs> and um, she opened up her herself to me. And it, I experienced like this different type of friendship. And I didn't know what was different about her, but she was different. Mm. And so one thing I noticed about her was uh, she was very energetic. And she invited me to one of her, the clubs that she was a part of it was called CFC Youth for Christ. And it was a campus ministry club. But she said, we have some meetings on Fridays. Fridays if you'd like to join and I said okay and one thing that struck me was that she was very welcoming and welco- and very inviting I was a shy person I didn't like to speak up a lot but I was moved and inspired by the way that these people would be very um they'd make you feel comfortable and mm-hmm. at home and so my first encounter with Jesus was getting to know this girl who ultimately became a best friend and her um, kind of sharing her heart with me more and more each and every single day. We struggled with the same things kind of at home with our, our fathers. Um, also, what I loved the most was that um, we'd support each other with every struggle we had during high school. Mm. And that was very different for me um, in terms of friendship. So entering into high school, mm-hmm. um I came in with that mission that my auntie gave me to find friends, to find a place to belong, or a cl- to join a club, to get out of my comfort zone. And I didn't know where to start, but I knew that I had to try. And so the same person who was very energetic, um, I'll just sh- share her name. Her name's Gwen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, she was a part of this ministry called CFC Youth for Christ. She was like, come join our club. It's um this and that time. Um, we also have meetings on Fridays at St. John the Baptist Church if you're ever interested. And then I, of course, gave it a try because I was like, oh, my gosh, is this a sign? <laughs> and Wait, so was this through the school or was this? So you met her in high, in high school or middle school? I met her in um, middle school, but 
this is in high school now. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. So we were still friends, but I didn't know she was super duper involved in this. Like, did you go to Catholic high school? I went to Milpitas High School. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Was CFC through the school, or there was, was a it? there's a thing called campus based where people we have like the ministry also has like clubs where they evangelize mm. on campus. Oh, oh, wow, that's awesome. That's a really good idea. <laughs> so I came to those meetings and. There was a good amount of people, um, but I met most of the people in at St. John the Baptist Church when I chose to go to my first Friday meeting. And so it was different for me. Of course, you know, youth ministry, listening to talks, there was praise and worship. I was like, why are all these people super duper joyful and happy? This is weird, but I kind of like it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sounds familiar. Right? Youth ministry, it's kind of, it's weird, but I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'd say like, my faith started to grow more and more once I realized how important this friendship was to me. Mm. Um, Gwen became more than just a friend, but a blood sister. Wow. Um, of course, not blood, blood, but you know what I mean, yeah. right? Through, through the blood of Christ. Yeah, we yeah. when we I saw that you know when I was struggling with school with whatever she'd always have my back. Um, when it came to the faith, always oh, she's always pointing me to Jesus. Wow. Um, and me being that shy person, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here in this ministry, but I know that I'm meant to stay. Mm. And I felt always like this, this like, you know, pull to just stay. And uh, Gwen, later on, you know, we'd open up more into lighter, lighter conversations to deeper conversations. And I remember this one week, um, this significant week where everything unfolded for me. What I, when I learned like true friendship. Um, she was not okay. She was struggling with something. And I was like, okay, do you want to go for a walk around campus? And we went for a walk and we had like this first, like opening of our hearts, right? Like young high schoolers, sophomore, sophomores, just like opening our hearts to each other. And, um, and I was, she asked if, you know, we could pray together. And I think that was one of the biggest moments of like experiencing Jesus. Wow. Would you feel that her invitation to, to join CFC youth and all, all this was an invitation to something greater? Did you, did you recognize that at the time? Or was it something kind of looking back? I felt a mix of both. Mm. Like, um, people would be sharing their testimonies, their talks every single week. Um, and in my heart, I felt, this is what I noticed actually looking back. I take a lot of things to heart. Right. If it was valuable, if it was good, if it would like like benefit me being a better person, I would take it to heart and want yeah. to apply that kind of. And so I was very much attracted to the people who had good intentions for me and looking out for me. And so that's also why I stayed because, you know, home was a little messy in high school mm-hmm. for me. There's a lot of chaos, um, but I see why God also made that a part of my story. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Amen, dude. And that's very powerful. Um, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for sharing. Um, so where was the transition from this shy Shay 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 to Shay now who's the sector head of Northern California? Yeah. It's crazy because the way that you were um describing Gwen, right? Your free best friend and how she how what she did for you, I I see that through you and it's it's amazing because you 
the way that you were describing her and how she affected your life in such a way and how she was very she pointed you back to Christ every 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 doubt every set setback everything that you shared with her she would lead you back to Christ and so that was why you guys grew in in that fellowship and that sisterhood right and i i can attest that many people can say that the same for you so where did that where did that transition happen that conversion of heart was it just um was it instant or was it over over a few years in in the ministry it was definitely over a few years and i this is how I'd, I'd see it. Looking back, there's a, a little by little unfolding of like transformation of the Holy Spirit just working. And I honestly believe it's, you know, we're here because someone loved us greatly, mm-hmm. right? Seriously. Mm-hmm. And I know, like looking back, um, Gwen and I had this older sister, you know, um, there was this rough time in ministry where a lot of people left. Um, and the sister... Um, saw potential in us but she always also took care of us and she believed in us and i'd say my biggest like the slow unfolding of shy shade to like me today <laughs> would be um her asking me this older sister asking me hey can you lead our, a meeting and so my first meeting i ever led i think i was 16 was about forgiveness mm-hmm. it was assigned to me and it was the one of the most hardest topics. I was like, Lord, I'm getting to know you, but for real, like this is my topic, <laughs> forgiveness. Like, God, you know I'm struggling at home. Mm. But I said, okay, fine. Like, your will be done. Yes. Oosh. And so that was my first topic, and that was the unfolding. Because once you get a topic God entrusts you with, you learn more about it, you see how it applies to your life, and then you're like, I can't look back. Mm. I have to live this. You know, and so my first meeting and then it became me becoming more passionate about I want people to see Christ when I live, you know, and I want these kids who don't know Jesus to know him because it's he's worth it. And and so, like, I was like, how can I leave a place where where goodness wants to, like, grow? Right. And so. Slowly but surely, you know, meetings after meetings, you know, things can get routine, but I mean, it's all a part of the journey of like faith, right? And so her believing in me made me passionate to be a leader, made me want to serve more. And being more involved in that, I think people just gave me opportunities to also just lead. And I think that's why I'm also here today because, um, again, the sector head before me also believed in me. And she also, I didn't know what she was doing. She always, she lived in Concord. She would like come all the way down here to like see me and have dinner with me after a year or something of like, you know, constant like interaction. Like she was like, Shay, I need you to pray about something. And I was like. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, then she entrusted me with this. So so for those that don't know, can you talk a little bit about what the CFC youth sector head does what they're in charge of what their responsibilities entail um yeah okay so there are different um sections of northern california there are different clusters Mm -hmm. call them clusters there is um people from sacramento diocese people from oakland diocese people from san francisco diocese um uh, here in mopita san jose and uh, sacramento and so there, in these different cities, there would be like two cluster heads, so a, a girl and a, a boy, leading young people, young youth, 
Um, and they'd have, of course, daily meetings and monthly, um, sometimes camps, retreats. And so I'd basically be a part of the supporting and the overseeing of each city. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever they need, mostly. There, we, we'd plan big events, of course, um, for like every quarter. But also, I think my biggest mission, though, I, how I see it is um, being there, supporting mentally, spiritually, of course, if anything, physically, too, mm-hmm. um, these cluster leaders in these different cities and making sure that, of course, whatever they su- support they need, um, whatever their struggles are with God, whatever crosses they are carrying, that I am there to pray for them with my counterpart, um, mm. to pray for them, to walk with them, to be with them if they need anything. May I ask who your counterpart is? Gerald DeGia. Gerald DeGia. Yes. Wow. And he's from St. John the Baptist as well. He is actually from Delano. Delano, okay. But he moved here for school, and now he is here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool, dude. And so CFC as a whole isn't just in California, right? It's not just here. It's Is it worldwide, or is it just in the, U- the United States? CFC is actually... Worldwide, yes. Worldwide. Okay. Yeah, so we have some national conferences that we go to, er, um, we try to go to every year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're in different places. There are some even in Canada. Well, it's awesome to hear that that from that moment that you met Gwen and getting into, into the ministry through her, that I feel like it's just been a lot of opportunities of just, God has just thrown opportunities to you. And then I feel like you've you've just surrendered and you just said, You've answered that call. Yes, every, every yes led up to where you are now, right? And so... Praise God, dude. That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Lord. Shout out to <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so we want to talk a little bit about uh, your patron saint. So so we heard that St. Therese, St. Therese of Lisieux is your patron saint. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. What about St. Therese captures your heart? What resonates with you? Can I actually um, share with you how I came to... Have St. Therese as my patron before yes. I get into that? Heck yeah. Please. Please do. So I mentioned early on that um, in high school, I was also like struggling with things at home, of course, and um, or things with my family. I remember my first, like my confirmation, the year of confirmation for me, I believe it was 2011. Um, there was something going on with uh, my parents and I didn't know what to do. And so... I opened up the Catholic Youth Bible and out of nowhere this card just falls and it says like the little flower and it says Therese. At first I didn't know who the saint was of course and I didn't even know where the prayer card came from <laughs> but I, I took it and I was um, I was captured by it. Uh, I, I remember a brother reaching out to me and checking up on me um, that same week and I was telling him my struggles and he said you know your story kind of the struggles your sufferings kind of sound like um, St. Therese, the little flower. And I was like, who's that? <laughs> and, and he goes, you don't know about her? He's like, you should look her up. And I realized that prayer card was um, the same Therese, little flower. And I, that's when I was like, okay, God is an intentional God. Mm. He places things in front of us at perfect timing. And he knows what he's doing. And so I was like, she must be my saint. Um, and so I, I came to understand the beauty of like how she would be faithful to the simple things, the small things. I think that's what captures me the most about this saint is, 
um, doing things with great love, right? Doing the smallest things with great love. We hear that a lot. She is, um, I heard that she also sometimes was stubborn. <laughs> Shay, would you consider yourself stubborn? And uh, she... Slice, <laughs> <laughs> slice, avoid the question. Sometimes, like, um, and she, but I loved how also in, and if you read some of her writings that she just doesn't hold back when it comes to just like really telling God how it is and how she's feeling, right? And so... I want to share with you, if that's okay, a prayer that kind of shows more of her uh, personality. Yes, please. please. This is something I pray every single morning. Sometimes I do uh, jumping jacks before. <laughs> Would you like us to... Please <laughs> cut, please cut that off. <laughs> Wait, why do you oh, do no jumping jacks before it? Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> sometimes, so I used to do this thing where I was like, okay, I want to be like more awake in the morning because I'm not a morning person. So mm-hmm. I would do like... How many Hail, Ra- Hail Marys are in a rosary? 50? No, there's not. There's 53. 53, yes. I do 53 jumping jacks in the morning. Oh and then goodness. I would pray my morning offering of St. Therese, and it goes like this. Do oh. you want us to do the jumping jacks first? <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of that is just to wake myself up. Okay, so m- the morning offering of St. Therese is goes like, Oh my God. I offer thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the sacred heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all of eternity. Amen. What strikes me the most about following St. Therese um, is there's so many saints that I love and admire, but one thing that I'm very touched by with St. Therese also is just her deep longing to do good on earth, but also to do good in heaven. She really just desired to just be with Jesus. And she said, you know, God, like, you know, it's like, I'm like paraphrasing this, of course, but like, she desired to be with Jesus and promised him, like, once I'm with you, I will do good on earth and reach as many souls as possible to bring them closer to you. How does that inspire your own faith life? And how does it inspires your prayer life, inspires the way you live your life? Uh, there's a line here in this prayer that goes, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life. I feel for me, St. Therese kind of inspires me to, to really embrace every single cross that comes my way. Because there was a point where I just didn't understand how to approach my suffering and and to carry my cross, like, Jesus says, you know, carry carry your cross and follow me. I was like, how do you do that? St. Therese helped me to see, like, it's really being faithful to the simple things, the small things. It could be a simple chore. It could be just the way that I look at somebody, the way that I, the way that God has made them. If someone irritates me, to kind of look at them more with love than with impatience. 
she also just gives me more courage um, to see that suffering produces wisdom, right? And um, even when it's difficult, even when we don't understand why things are happening the way that they are, to be joyful and to just like, like keep going. And so for me, also her childlike faith inspires me. I think that's what would I'd say was is like my ongoing thing, my pivotal thing that kind of like anchors my faith is really like childlike, being childlike with God. Okay. I remember the this one time I cuz you know growing up in ministry, you you people tell you to pray and you will pray and sometimes it can get like routine. Yeah. And sometimes so also it could Yeah. And sometimes also also sometimes also it can be not as personal with Jesus, right? Our prayers. Um, but I also noticed that growing up, I set up a lot of expectations of how I thought I should pray. How so? In what way? Yeah. So for example, I'd say, I, I, this is not bad. Structure is not bad, of course, when it comes to praying. Mm-hmm. But I would say like, um, I'd kind of be, I'd tell God, God, I'm struggling with this. Thank you for this. Um, please pray for this. I mean, please be with me for this. It'd be like one, two, three, that's it. It wouldn't be an outpouring of my heart, my whole heart to Jesus, right? I remember one of my aunties um, explaining to me, she's like, Shay, <laughs> Shay, you know, do you know why God always answers my prayers? And I say, uh, auntie, tell me why. And she's like, because I'm his daughter. <laughs> and I said, Yes, I know. <laughs> and she's like, I might be older, but I'm I'm his child. He will never leave a prayer unanswered. Mm. And she's like, when you pray, you should pray like his daughter. You should pray like his child. Because when you just run to Jesus, when you run to the Father, when you just go after him and you just like pour your whole heart to him and you tell him what's up, like he will always answer your prayers. And I think that's what's different now is I don't hold back. Even though God knows everything, I don't hold back. I tell him my frustrations, my joys, my sorrows. When I want conversion and healing for other people around me, I tell Jesus everything, and he always answers. Shay. And so, like, St. Therese, for sure, I know she's walking with me and praying for me because she teaches me to just, like, yeah, be faithful to the small things. And that being faithful to the small thing is also when someone needs prayers, you pray. Yeah. Like, right there. there yeah. So... Can I just say Shay is popping off? She is. She's like, like that's the nah. spirit. This I I can I I mean I know that you guys aren't in this room, but as I'm like looking at Shay as she's speaking, I just see this fire burning. I see this fire burning within her heart, and I. One thing I I will say this: when I first met Shay, like it was at a it was at a DYR directors meeting. That's mm-hmm. oh back just to clarify, that's where I lived with her for a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but during that meeting, uh, you led prayer. You led prayer for that meeting. They asked the directors of prayer experience to lead prayer. and It was, was her like turn. <laughs> <laughs> I did it before. <laughs> it was Shay's turn to pray. And I was like, yo, this girl is holy. And not the kind of holy where it's like ego. She thinks she's better than people. I want to be very, very clear about that. The kind of holy, like holy and humble. Like it was mm-hmm. such a servant's heart that was revealed to me within her prayer. I think when someone prays, they reveal their heart. Yeah. You can see who a person is by the way they pray. I think you can know so much about a person by the way they pray. And that was the first time I met her, and I was like, yo, 
and she, it Loki, Loki, Loki is a little intimidating because I was like, oh no, like, <laughs> oh, oh no, <laughs> it was high key intimidating for me. <laughs> Imagine being the prayer experience director with Shay praying. I'm like, so she'll pop off and then she'll go, Kevin, I'm like, Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no and like we, we don't mean to just like gas her up but i think like it was intimidating in a good way because yeah. her faith has inspired me like again like i talked about like living with her for a week like inspired me to do better inspired yeah. me to be better and that's why it was intimidating because us as humans the human part of us doesn't want to change we don't we want what's good we want what's like for the now instant pleasure mm-hmm. we don't want to really work hard we don't want to go through the suffering but that's one thing and it's it's amazing that you talked about it because that's something that I learned from you that week is that suffering is never for without reason. Mm. And how you said suffering, correct me if I'm wrong, suffering something wisdom? Suffering produces produces su- Suffering produces wisdom. And about carrying your cross. Yeah. And like that it mean it means something. It's not, you, you don't suffer for no reason. You don't go through suffering for no reason that your heart is being formed. Yeah. And when your heart is formed, you're, you're better able to minister to others. You're better able to reach others and bring others to Christ. I think one, one, one of the things that inspired me about Shay after meeting her was I th- she changed the way that I prayed mm-hmm. because I think it's exactly what you just talked about that when you pray, you just, you can't, you can't hold back, you know, God already knows. Why not just put it out there? Like, like Why not tell him, yeah, you're his child. Like just tell him. And I think the, you really stressed to me the importance of prayer and the impact prayer can make then and there. You know, like you said, when you when someone needs prayers, stop what you're doing and just pray. You know, it in that moment. In that moment. You know, why why wait when they need that when they need it now? Mm-hmm. And what ins- inspires me from your devotion to Saint Therese to Saint Therese, um, the little flower, is that in that in that prayer that you shared, it just says to embrace your joys and your sufferings in this passing life. This life is passing. Ooh. This isn't the final thing, you know? All these sufferings, all these joys, it's of this world, but there's something greater, you know? So just go through it now, trust in God, um, and surrender. And so that was, very, that was very inspiring to me. Dude, I, oh. I love this podcast because it's convicting of the heart. Like, here in this room, us and our producers, our hearts are being changed. Our hearts are being formed and I, I, I just pray that it's reaching you, the listener, in the same way that it's reaching us right now. And I I, I mean, mm-hmm. as sure as God exists, I believe it's reaching them. Definitely. May I ask, uh, other than um, you have a devotion to St. Therese, the Little Flower, um, do you have a relationship with our Mother Mary at all? Yes, our Blessed Mother. Our Blessed Mother. I cannot live without her she's wearing a sweatshirt that says hail, hail mary, mary guys. <laughs> <laughs> to be very clear <laughs> yes a brother um you all know he knows who he is introduced <laughs> us to the consecration um, to jesus through mary and that's when i started to get to know our blessed mother even more um i'd say yeah i you know much as as much as i'm praying like a child to our father i definitely also pray like a child to our mother our blessed mother and um, all glory to god for all the souls that have um, inspired me to be inspired to just love our lady Mm -hmm. because she truly is the ultimate saint maker and if she she carried jesus our savior and again like i said this in the 
I'm honored to be in um, that talk in yeah. SFOA. But yeah. one thing that I said was also like, I learned from Father Leatherby that, um, and this is also a recurring thing people say is that Our Lady is um, the saint maker. And so when it comes to praying to um, mama like a child, I... <laughs> Mama like a child. Pray to mama like a child, guys. Yeah. I tell her everything, all all my heart's desires, and especially um my desire to grow in virtue. Especially when I, I I feel an experience I'm experiencing like there's a lack of peace in my life. One of the things that I love the most about our blessed mother is um her her Marian virtues, her virtues that um we're called to also live out. Mm. I remember there was um there's ten and one of the ones that reached out to me during the first, my first uh, preparation, consecration preparation process to Jesus through Mary was um, unceasing prayer. There's like ardent charity. There's heroic patience. There's blind obedience. Mm-hmm. Unceasing prayer was the one that I asked for her at first. And Our Lady is so close to, um, of course, was a mother of our Savior. And she is so close to Jesus. And when it, when they painted the picture of um, pray to give Our Lady your intention so that she can bring it to her son directly, I thought that was so powerful because it's like she prepares whatever is in your heart to be ready and um, for her son to re- also receive so that he can bring us back whatever mm-hmm. needs to be heard and whatever also needs to be received by us. Mm-hmm. And so... Yes, I have a devotion to our <laughs> Blessed Mother Mary. And she also teaches me how to be very patient with myself. Mm-hmm. How it, so? It's very easy and tempting to just look at what we're just lacking in our life, mm-hmm. in our spirituality. Physically, mentally, I'm not this, I'm not that. I can't do this, I can't do that. You know, fear has been the ultimate hindrance for me throughout my life of even starting, again, new things or even trying out new things. Um, but... Our Lady, teaching me unceasing prayer, has helped me to like prune out that fear, yeah. and to seriously just have like fearless faith. That's amazing. May I ask when your um when your feast day is your consecration feast day? My consecration feast day is on July sixteenth, which is also my birthday. Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Wow. And I, I the same brother I think that we were talking about that introduced the this process to us. Um. It ju- what you said just reminded me of something that he told me in very early in my in my faith journey, and it just changed my outlook of of who Mary is, right? And so, he explained that back in the day, who was he? He asked me, "Have who was the queen of a kingdom? Who is the queen? You know, who do we know as the queen?" And so I said, um, "It's the wife of the king." Right? It's the wife of the king. It's the king and queen. And he goes, well, and that's modern day times. Back in the day, the queen was the mother of the king. The queen was the mother of the king. So if, say I'm a lowly, ple- lowly peasant and I have um, an orchard, uh, an, an orange orchard, right? And so I, I gather all these oranges and I want to offer it up to my king. You know, he's my king. I want to I wanna thank him for, for everything he's blessed us with in the kingdom. I wouldn't take that basket and give it straight to the king. What I would do is I would give it to the queen. I would give it to the mother because the mother knows the heart of her son. She knows what he likes, what he doesn't like. She knows him through and through. And so what she can do with that basket is beautify it, make it make it perfect, make it ready for her son, worthy of her son. And then she will then give it to her, give it to him. 
And so he said that that's the same with our prayer. You know, when we pray through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, she will take our prayer and she'll perfect it and she'll give it to, and she'll, oh my goodness, when, when, when I need you to do something, when someone needs me to do something and I don't, I'm a bad texter, right? Everyone knows that. So if somebody's <laughs> texting me, right? And they're like, Kev, can you do this? Can you do this for me? And I won't respond, right? I won't respond. Oh, if, if they go to my mom and my mom <laughs> gives me a text or a phone call saying, hey, can you do this? Immediately done. You know, same thing with our prayer for Mother Mary, through Mother Mary, right? We, we offer up these prayers and we ask her to intercede for us because she will tell her son, hey, make sure that this gets done, right? And so, yeah, thank you for, thank you for sharing that. And if, if you guys don't know what the consecration process is, the consecration to Mary through Jesus, it's a process we highly would recommend. It's life-changing. It's not an easy process. I think we can both attest to that you go through a lot of suffering a lot of struggle but in the end it's it's really worth it there's a lot of joy too there's a lot of joy definitely um i know we're almost out of time here but one thing i did want to bring up uh, a little birdie told me that uh (laughs) that you are slightly forgetful and you write things down in a journal Hmm. (laughs) so is there an entry obviously your journal is personal but is there an entry that you care to share with us maybe particularly about how god is is moving through your life do you hear that <laughs> she's opening her journal guys <laughs> i'll share with i'll share this with you it's vulnerable and it kind of summarizes like what i've been also talking about in this podcast but um i love you guys and i'm god you can use this however you want so i wrote this after confession um, earlier this month and I wrote God knows my fears and hindrances this morning on my way to work my fears were put to light I'm scared of pain of hardship of suffering of not being loved not being capable and not being good enough I fear fear but even with this in mind I have prayed and I have asked for complete courage and confidence in who I am in the decisions I will make, and in my vocation to love, to choose to love. I want to glorify God with my life, my love for others, and my community. I want to bring my family, friends, and people around me to heaven. I desire holiness. I desire heaven. God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. That's I have no words. That was very vulnerable and that was very touching. To it, I think it, it. I just closed my eyes and I'm like, this is, this is a prayer in itself. Like what I appreciate about that, one, I appreciate that you were willing to share something so vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost want to like apologize for putting you on the spot, but the in, even the way you introduced it, mm-hmm. like you ask God to use it. Like, I love you guys, like speaking to the listeners, I'm presuming and asking God to use it. Even, even that was offering it up for him, offering that up for Christ. And it inspires me just with your vulnerability because I like, I like to say that I can trust people and that I can be vulnerable. Um, I'm realizing recently that I can't and I Mm. don't, and I really struggle with that. I was talking with a friend this week and I think I, I put walls up. 
I, I try to I try to guard my heart, but sometimes I don't let anyone in. And I'm realizing it's also not really a good thing. And it's almost like a coping mechanism. I'm trying to protect my heart, but I'm afraid of coming undone. I'm afraid the core of it all, I think I'm afraid what Christ is going to do with that. Mm. Like there's a fear in that I'm so human. Dude, I can't cry every freaking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but with you sharing that, I was just, I don't know. I feel i feel inspired to to share like yeah. to share what's on my heart and to be vulnerable, not to be afraid of that. And that good can come from that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Shay. Thank you, guys. And thank you, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, God. Just to echo our sentiments, we love you so much, too. We're, we're very blessed by your, your sisterhood in Christ. And we're just so thankful that you're here and that you were so vulnerable with us. And I'm sure that that will resonate with someone out there, that someone else will listen to that. And I mean, resonated with me with us yeah absolutely um, just listing like you know i'm we're fearful we're scared we're but our vocation is to love so shay where can people connect with you where can people find you um do you have an insta does cfc have an insta that people can follow um mm. plug what you want to plug what are your socials i have an instagram it mm. is shay underscore sage s-h-a-e underscore s-a-g-e uh, CFC also has um, multiple accounts, mm-hmm. but um, we could follow CFCY NorCal on NorCal. Instagram as well. So it's just CFCY NorCal? Yeah, CFCY NorCal. Y NorCal. Nice. Yeah. And we have CFCY USA if you want to see what's happening in across the nation. Yeah, that's mainly it. If you want to contact me or if you have any questions, feel free to also contact me through Kevin and Anna. Yeah, guys, hit us up. So I'm going to share a testimony. Um, We're going to keep it anonymous this time, um, but I'm going to just read what this person said. Hey, Kevin and Anna, absolutely adore the podcast, and it is my favorite part of every Sunday. I recently broke up with my girlfriend and have been attempting to transfer high schools, among other life stuff. Although life has been a little difficult for me, youth ministry has given me the ability to truly see the Holy Spirit firsthand and let me know all of this is part of God's plan for me. The youth ministry night I was at recently really opened my eyes and allowed me to truly feel his presence in the room and feel his love and realize the problems in my life are the evil one trying to trick me. But I know that God is always there no matter what. Absolutely love the podcast and hopefully you will go global. Um, Shout out to this person. Thank you for sharing what God is doing in your life. Thank you for sharing um, how God is moving and how you're allowing the spirit to lead you in your life and not be tricked or fooled by the evil one. Um, Prayers for you. Yeah, prayers for you. And thank you so much for for submitting that. If any of you want to submit a testimony, the link is in our Instagram bio at MDD podcast. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, so I've actually been seeing this this post that's been circulating on Instagram. Have you seen it? It's called Coram Deo. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of friends post this, but I'm not really sure what it's all about. And it's a, It feels a little mysterious, which is honestly, it's really cool. It is really <laughs> cool. So it's, it says it's 18 plus. So if you want to follow that, maybe we'll, le- we'll learn some more about it next week or next podcast. But to dive into the mystery a little, you can follow them on Instagram at Coram Deo underscore DSJ, but it's spelled funny. So it's at C-R-M-D-E-O underscore D-S-J. Yes. Follow them on Instagram. I think this is a young adult event, so 18 and over. I think it's a young adult movement. It's a, Yeah, it might be a movement. I heard through the grapevine that it is 
a low-risk experience for a high-risk encounter. Ooh, okay. So I just hearing that just intrigued me. So if you one guys... More, one more time for the people in the back. So this event will be a low-risk experience for a high-risk encounter. Amen, amen. So yeah, you guys follow the Instagram. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. This has been Modern Day Disciples. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at MDD Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at MDD Pod. Happy Sunday. And get your booty to, to church. church. Bye. Are you guys still here? Shay. Oh my goodness. How long have you been? Shay's still here too? We, you guys are still. Okay. Now go to church.